Today on Meet Your Body, we're talking all about the benefits of walking. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Jessica Vallant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I want to bring science-based knowledge, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Hi, everybody, and thank you so much for being here today. I am sitting here earlier in the day, definitely, than I usually record, cup of coffee in front of me and expecting at any moment to hear the pitter-patter of little feet coming down to find me. So if you hear that as well, just know it's one of my two kids, most likely the youngest one, because we're at the stage where our oldest is 10 and she is definitely our sleeper. She has always been that way. I mean, since she was born, she goes to bed later and she likes to sleep later. And so I'll have to go wake her up at some point. But our younger one, who's five, is still a little bit of an early riser and will come in to bed with me and snuggle. And I love those moments, but he's taking full advantage of summer and sleeping a little later um, as well, which is great, but I'm waiting for him to wake up and come find me. This is, this is summer here in our house. You've probably heard me say it. Kids are home with us. They don't do many camps and that's their preference, which is great. They want to be home with us. We have fun. We go on outings. We go to the pool a lot. It also means that I find whatever little times I can to get work done. Yesterday was a filming day, which is great. So I got that in and today is a recording day and it's always nice to just feel that routine again. So I'll get this recorded, do a little work and then probably head to the pool (laughs) later on today. And today we are talking about walking, which I have noticed having it be summer and not really have the time and the schedule to myself. I haven't been able to do my normal walks that I had really gotten in the habit of doing during the school year, and I am missing it so much. So it's a perfect day to talk about walking. So I'm going to go back and talk to you about my history with walking a little bit, which to be honest, was really no history whatsoever until I was about 35 years old. Walking was something that would happen occasionally with a friend, many times with a purpose. We were walking to a place and it was just the easiest way to get there. So walking would happen that way, or occasionally I would do kind of a gentle walk around maybe a lake we lived by or a gentle walk on the beach um, simply to do something different. But honestly, I never looked at walking as exercise. I really didn't look at it as something that was contributing much or anything to my health or fitness. I had that really typical mindset, especially in my early 20s, that typical mindset of, if it's not intense, if I'm not sweating, if I'm not really sore, if I'm not breathless, then it's pointless. And I hate to say that now because it is absolutely not true, but that's very much what I had in my mindset in my early 20s, is that that is what needed to be happening with a workout for it to have any purpose whatsoever. And then again, you've probably heard me tell my story about being diagnosed with endometriosis when I was 25. That really did help shift 
my mind and my thoughts around what movement could do and what it should be doing in my life. I stopped looking at, at looking at it as simply a means to an end and really started to approach it as how can movement be a healing modality in my own life, both physically and mentally. And it really was that first big shift on how I started to look at movement. And then I became pregnant when I was 35 years old. And running had never been a big part of my life, but it had definitely been there and it had served me quite a bit. I actually even ran a half marathon, believe it or not, the year before I got pregnant. Actually, it was only about six months before I got pregnant. I ran a half marathon. So running was there. It wasn't something I loved, but I definitely used it regularly. And I was seeing a lot of my friends still running when they were pregnant. I was seeing it all over social media. It seemed like that's what people were doing. For me, it was not a possibility. It did not feel good. It didn't feel right. And I had to listen to that. So that left me with Pilates, which is always a lifesaver for me. I was doing Pilates and then I was doing some of my regular lifting weights at the gym. But I was living in Hawaii at the time and I wanted to be outside I wanted to move my body in that way, and I really wanted to make sure I was taking advantage of that time that I had to myself before a new baby came into our lives. Enter walking. So this was in the third trimester of my first pregnancy, and I just started going on walks with really no purpose. I was just saying, you know what? I'm just going to walk as long as it feels good. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to bring my headphones. Those moments I started to treasure and really love how I felt afterwards. I loved that I definitely was getting workout. I remember my legs being sore afterwards and being able to listen to, you know, random podcasts I would find and news programs and music. It just felt like this little snippet of time that was for me, that was mine and mine alone with this growing baby in my belly. Then I gave birth and that walking journey continued. She would wake up really early. I know I said she always slept in, but in those early days, she didn't so much. So I had this newborn who would wake up with the sunrise and she, she and I were both up without much to do. So I would put her in the stroller. I would walk her to a cafe on the beach and grab a coffee and we would just walk. I would push the stroller, watch the sunrise in Hawaii and walk and walk and she would calm down and I would smile at her and it continued to be these really special moments and it kept going like that and walking simply became to me a way to see the world and a way to experience the present moment while moving my body. And the story really continues from there in that same vein of exploration, enjoying the present moment, serving my needs. We moved to California. I didn't know a soul. I didn't know the neighborhood we were in. It was an entirely new life for me and finding a new identity. It was a lot of soul searching. My husband was working. I had sold my studio. So it was just me and our one-year-old at the time. Then our daughter was one and my infertility journey had started. We weren't getting pregnant. And so I would walk. I would again put her in the stroller and say, let's go explore. We learned our neighborhood that way. We met our neighbors that way. I actually started Jessica Vallant Pilates that way because I didn't know what I was going to do after selling my studios. I would push that stroller around for 
an hour or two sometimes. And I had just gotten into business podcasts. So I was finding all of these online business podcasts and I would just listen to them over and over and over again and dive deep into all these episodes about how to start a YouTube channel, how to start your own website. And that really was my education on how to start Jessica Vallant Pilates and my unlimited community. And it started with those walks and just having time to let my brain kind of create and explore and problem solve and learn. And then when we got into IVF, our daughter was a little bit older. She would stay home with my husband, with her dad, and I would walk to process. I had a playlist that I created just to serve my needs, to serve my heart, and I would just walk and listen to that playlist every single day. I would cry, I would pray, I would have my hands on my belly praying for that baby, and then we got pregnant again, and the same thing happened. We moved to Denver. Baby was born. I was pushing that stroller around our new neighborhood, learning new things about this new body I had and what to do with prolapse and everything. And then I even remember my very first walk after my prolapse surgery and hysterectomy. I could walk five minutes. That's it. I got so lightheaded. I walked five minutes down the block and came back and said, okay, I have a ways to go, but I know where I can get and I know what walking is going to do for me. And since then, that entire journey, and I know that was a long story, so thank you for letting me tell it, but walking really has become such an important part of my life in many ways, and I know so many of you have similar stories. I have heard from you saying how important walking is for you. For many of you, it includes walking your beloved dog or dogs. It's maybe walking with friends or being on your own and processing or traveling and seeing the world. It really serves so many of us in different ways. And now I find myself in perimenopause, as you all know, and wanting to continue that idea of movement as a practice, as something to serve me throughout the rest of my life as my body changes. And I was realizing this was about in the new year. I realized that I wasn't getting many steps. Again, it was winter here in Denver, which I never like. I feel like I can't get outside. I can't enjoy the sun. And I wasn't walking much. And I'm not sure kind of where the um, thought process behind it came or what was really the encouragement for it. But I decided, you know what? My goal is to add more steps to my day. That's what I want to do. I think it might help these perimenopause symptoms. I can get on a treadmill or I can just bundle up and go outside. I can suck it up and be cold and go outside. And that was a big goal I set for myself in the new year. And I found myself now, instead of just walking maybe a couple times during the week, it has become my goal to do some kind of walking every single day. And it has changed so much about actually how my body's processing a lot of these perimenopause symptoms. So I've kept my regular workouts and simply added walks where and when I can. And sometimes it's with the kids. Many times it's with my husband. And we've had some amazing talks about things going on in our family and processing that and problem solving. Sometimes it's by myself. Sometimes it's in silence. But I have noticed a big difference in many things about my body and my health and my mind with adding really regular daily walks, increasing my steps every day since January. So all of that, full circle back here to you all, all of it has really made me want to bring walking and just the value of it 
to all of us because I think most of us know it, but we still hear that messaging of no pain, no gain. You got to run to make it worth it. And I want us all to realize there is value in walking as an exercise modality, but also as so much more. So today for just the next few minutes, I'm going to talk about the actual science and benefits of walking. And then I'm going to tell you about the walking challenge I have coming to my unlimited community July 1st. So let's dive into the science because you know me, you know, I'm always going to want the stories and then I'm also going to want the science behind it as well. Like show me why, tell me about this. So in general, it is agreed that walking and running on average have the same health benefits. So I want to take a side note to running here because I know many of you listening are runners and please know I am not saying anything bad about running whatsoever. Running is wonderful. It's just not accessible to me. With my pelvic floor issues and my body and my surgeries, running is a few and far between thing from here. I can do it on certain days, but it's really for the most part not accessible to me anymore. And I know there's many of you I work with that it's not accessible to you too for various reasons. So I really like to talk about walking to make sure people understand that that has benefits as well. But if you are a runner and you love running and it is good for your body, then by all means, keep doing it. I think so many of the things I just mentioned in my own story probably can then go on to running for many of you in your stories. And again, processing problems, um, helping you through emotions, getting to know your neighborhood, traveling, all of those kind of things really really are appropriate for running as well. So if you're a runner and you love it, keep doing it. I will continue to cheer you on. So most, it's generally agreed in the research, in the communities, that running and walking have, on average, actually the same health benefits. The main difference is an obvious one, the intensity. Running is obviously more intense of an exercise modality than walking is. You are going to burn more calories in the same amount of time. You can get a little more strength benefits because of the power needed from the muscles. So it's going to be more intense. It's going to burn more calories. It's going to give you more strength in general. That is what we all know. Another thing though, the counter to that is simply to understand that it is more intense on the body as well. It, your body takes more force from running just from a physical therapy standpoint. When we do a gait analysis, the main difference between walking and running is walking. You always have at least one foot on the ground and in running, there's always a part of the gait where both feet are off the ground right? That's, that's the difference when we're looking at a gait analysis. That's kind of the main difference. And so if you have a point in running that both feet are off the ground, then you have a point where one has to land, right? And it has to absorb that shock into the body. So that's what I mean when we're, when you're taking more force into your body with running, you're absorbing more of that shock. You're hitting the ground with more force. So that's going to be that counterpoint that it does take more intensity, more force into the body for running. So you're going to be more prone to injuries down the line. Again, it doesn't mean stop running. Running is wonderful. I just want you to understand those main differences between walking and running. But now let's get into the benefits of walking, which again, go hand in hand with running. So research and science shows us that walking will give you many, many health benefits, and I'm going to list them here for you. They include improved heart health. 
So that's your cardiovascular capacity, right? Including improved heart health. Those go hand in hand. Improved lifespan. Improved brain function. So that includes your processing, your recall, and your memory. Improved mood. Increased creativity. So I love that one so much. I kind of mentioned that, but they're showing that just by walking, it allows your brain to work in a different way to increase your creativity and your problem solving. It helps with weight management. It decreases the possibility for stroke, high blood pressure, and diabetes. It will increase your balance. It will help you improve your posture and improve muscle strength. And those are just a few of the many benefits that we know walking can give us. And in fact, a study in 2022 showed that for every 2,000 steps you take a day, your risk for premature death may fall 11%. All right, so I'll say that again. For every 2,000 steps you take a day, your risk for premature death may fall 11%. That is really significant. So understand too, I love that kind of snippet because it tells you for every 2,000 steps, and 2,000 steps isn't really that much. I know it can be for a lot of us depending on the day and our health issues, but that can be done in a small amount of time. Sometimes you can get 2,000 steps from your daily activities. So just understand 2,000 steps can be achieved through housework and cooking sometimes. And so even that amount of walking, those little bits, parking a little bit farther away from the entrance to the grocery store so you get a few more steps in, you know, climbing the stairs up to your office, those kind of things, adding those little bits can make a big difference over time. And while we're talking about steps, let's just touch on the amount of steps that are beneficial to get every day. So you've probably heard that number 10,000 steps a day. Please know that's really an arbitrary number. There's no research or scientific study out there that shows that you have to get 10,000 steps a day. It's a little bit arbitrary. Right now, the most recent things coming out are saying that 7,000 steps a day are a good beneficial number to hit. So to me, so I'll let you know how long it takes. If I go on about a 45-minute walk, I am getting anywhere from maybe 5,500 to 6,500 steps in a 45-minute walk. To me, that feels like, like a significant walk, a significant amount of time to be walking that I know if I had injuries, again, if I had health issues I was dealing with, I wouldn't be hitting that amount of steps. I wouldn't even get close to it. So to me, the more important thing is to understand where you're starting now. Where are you right now? Can you walk five minutes? Can you walk one block? Can you walk 2,000 steps? However you want to track it. You don't even need a step tracker, but track it in some way to know what your baseline is and then work up from there. Yes, in general, it would be really beneficial if you have the capacity or you're able to get 7,000 steps a day and or 30 to 45 minutes. That is kind of the recommendation I think is realistic to start with, to work towards that. But understand that wherever you are starting from, you literally just get another step every day or get another minute every day. Or think about, okay, instead of driving somewhere, is there a way that I could walk there instead? Or I wanna talk to a friend. Could I walk while I'm talking to that friend today? Those kind of things. Start to think about it as a lifestyle. And that's 
the way I do it now is we do it in our family. Actually, if we have the option to walk somewhere, that's what we're going to do. And our kids know it as well. We luckily live in a walkable neighborhood. That's always been a really big family value for us is living in a walkable place. So if we can walk to dinner, we can walk to ice cream, we can walk to coffee, to the farmer's market. If we can just walk to the playground, that's what we're going to do. We're going to choose to walk. And having that as just a non-negotiable or just a value that we all understand makes it so much easier to throw on your tennis shoes and just walk somewhere. So if you start to think about it that way, don't even put all your you know, focus on the amount of steps to start. Just focus on how can I add some steps or some walking into my day to reach that ultimate number. And for me, when I do, I do have my watch has a step tracker. So when I kind of made my goal in January to add more, I did start paying more attention to it out of curiosity more than anything. And so when I look at the end of the day and I have a lot of steps, I don't think, yes, I burn more calories. Yes, I hit that number. It's not a check mark for me. What it means is that I enjoyed my day more. It means I was outside. It means I was with people I loved. It means I was able to take a break from screens. It means I was able to process my emotions or be in the present moment. It means those kind of things. I always end up looking back at the day, and if I have a lot of steps, I know it was a really good day. So more than anything, I want this podcast episode just to encourage you, to encourage you that walking has value, that it has worth, that it is an important thing to add to our lives, that it can be very, very empowering, and that it has a lot of health benefits. So don't discount your walking. And because of all that, because I believe in it so much, we are doing a 30-day walking challenge in my unlimited community starting July 1st, 2023. So I'll have the link below. So you'll have to sign up for Unlimited, and within that Unlimited community, you can have free participation in our 30-day walking challenge. And basically what we'll do is in addition to our regular workout calendar and workouts that we do each day, we are going to have daily walking encouragement, support, challenges, and ideas. So you'll get a 30-day challenge idea, meaning 30 ways that you can include walking into your life that might be outside of the box a little bit. We'll have some checklists that we do and we'll have a bunch of prizes. And it's really about simply increasing your own walking and seeing how you feel when you add a little walking every day. And again, don't think that this is about, okay, you have to hit seven to 10,000 steps every day. That's not what this is. This is about starting wherever you are and adding a little bit to that each day so you can start to see the benefits yourself. And yes, if you're hearing that in the background, a little one did find me. (laughs) So he is here. So sorry for the background noise, but I would love to have you July 1st in Unlimited. Come join us. Like I said, I'll have the link below and we would love to have you there. And either way, please start to enjoy those daily benefits of walking. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for joining me today on Meet Your Body. If you have a moment, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast as it helps us tremendously. For more resources and workouts, you can visit my website, jessicavalantpilates.com, or find me on YouTube or Instagram at jessicavalantpilates.com.